Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know my crazy, wacky duo, Mr. John. <laughs> Master John. She was probably going to say Misty first because she loves me so much. Yes. Yes. And and get that's, real like not supposed to be you're that. Right. That's exactly what wasn't going to happen. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. I'm so here though. Our big I'm horse. here. I mean, yeah. I'm Sir John Lord Ballard, Johnny Hotcakes. Then we have the lovely, the gorgeous, the wet, the slutty, Misty Rain. <laughs> it's sunny outside. <laughs> They're such horrors. Anyway, mm-hmm. so tonight we bring our special guest, Kinky Lenz, and he is an erotic photographer. And so tonight we're talking about erotic photography. We're talking about some poly. We're talking about sex and all that good stuff in between. So we can't talk about sex. No, yes, but all the good stuff in between. All the good stuff in between. Oh, John. between the sex. Please. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Kinky Lens, thank you. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? I'm really well. Thank you for having me. It's so great to be here. It is a pleasure. It's all ours, honestly. So tell us about yourself as a photographer. Oh, I've been um, photographing since uh, I can remember, actually. I, my father gave me a camera, and I can't remember using it, and I took it apart to find out how the shutter works. So that's when I started photography, and uh, uh, as an adult, or even I went to art school um, and, and studied photography as a major, and, uh, of course, I was taking off my clothes um, and taking photos of myself and um uh, not many other people actually at that age. I was really late starter when it came to um, relationships and uh, yeah, but you were sex. ahead of your time taking dick pics already. <laughs> oh, I kept myself covered in that area. Yeah, so they were very artistic. That's right. I covered I covered myself in books, and um, you can only see little glimpses of me out because I wasn't oh ready to goodness. come out of the closet. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I bet they were awesome. Yeah, she's used to John's yeah. naked shower pics. So, ah. <laughs> well, I can tell you that photography actually introduced me to the community. Like I've been kinky and. Um, uh, queer and uh, me, uh, not understanding myself and not having words for what I was doing. Um, my first ever relationship was poly. We didn't even know what poly meant. Um, and that was back in 1985. So um, I had no words for these things. And uh, uh, I also grew up with a, a mother that um, uh, dominated our house. And um, my father was... Uh, uh, un- I don't think it was consensual, it was uh, put down. So I, right. I actually grew up thinking that power-based relationships were wrong, like wow. for this huge amount of time. And I used to get angry at people that were like that. And this is just friends, like vanilla friends. And um, photography actually led me to my my understanding of who I am and as kink. And it was through actually photographing nudes and then that led to meeting nude models. And then finally I actually met two people in the scene and they're still two friends and I was photographing her and then um, come over to our house and they've got a cross in their, in their kitchen and um, I, I suddenly started to get introduced to this amazing group of people. And as I started doing 
weird kinky photographs like they said oh come and photograph us um having sex and then come and photograph my um brother uh he his had all kinds husband of is gonna be here yeah his yeah. husband's gonna be here so okay. i got to photograph two men and i was like blown away and then i like oh i want to try that i want to be in there and um <laughs> I'm discovering and unpacking little bits of myself as I go along, finding out who I am. And then finally I met a, a woman and uh, uh, she dragged me into the scene and onto FetLife and uh, to parties. And I'm just sitting there, you know, totally stoned off my face, looking at a, in a party going, what the fuck's going on around me? Like, all stuff. And I'm just wide-eyed, just like, oh, my God. Um, and I That's knew how I, I do it all like, parties. Yeah. <laughs> you get stoned to look around like what's happening. <laughs> so I found my crowd. Happening and we need to start something. That's what he says. I'm bored. I get bored. Yeah. I have to go do stupid shit. Come on, I'm gonna light you on fire, baby. I'm bored. <laughs> so my so, photography's sorry. taught me who I am. Yeah, it awesome. teaches me just by feeling like, oh, I like that. I don't like that. And then I go and try and I meet people and uh, it's led me down the most beautiful rabbit hole. And I love it. Absolutely love it. And I've discovered who I am in all of this. Uh, I, I agree. A lot of people do. A lot of people really find themselves and, and find their inner strength and find their voice. You know, when we have to negotiate and set boundaries and, you know, um, know what our limits are, we really learn more about ourselves and, and it becomes okay in the lifestyle, doesn't it? But yeah, it's, it's, isn't that just amazing that really it's about finding out who we are? Well, for that, uh, I'm speaking for myself, of course, but that's been a journey of discovery of this is who I actually am underneath here. And like, it's really hilarious. I, I, I've got um, some photos and there's my grandmother with a skirt over her head bent over a post. And uh, my grandfather's famous for caning people in the school system. So like, uh, we don't talk about any of that in the family and I'm probably not meant to have any of that sort of stuff, but, it, you know, it's there, isn't it? Right. Like, uh, it is there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Can we see a copy of that? <laughs> oh, no, we're all creative. Oh, I might have to, yeah, I might have to prepare that and show that to people. Yeah, you need to prepare that and show <laughs> us and then go back and talk about the St. Andrew's Cross in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> the imagine. kitchen, right. That's a crazy place to have one. Yes, that? That's a great idea for your kitchen. Hey, there's John. so many toys in the kitchen. Like uh, there's yes. scoops, there's knives, uh, there's uh, forks, there's uh, oh, bowls. Yes. Oh, I can heat up real quick. I can grab some ice. There's tea towels. Thing. Make a really good little handy little uh, whip, don't they? Yeah. Yes, oh they God. do. Doesn't yeah. that sound wonderful? I can teach you how to make one out of a tea towel if you like. <laughs> You're giving John ideas. Oh. Misty's going to get scared. The kitchen. The kitchen's right. a great place for sex. Yeah. I'm glad to be educating you on this I'm idea. I'm just going to fill the sink up with water, pretend like I'm doing the dishes, and I'm going to put her face in it while I fuck it. What about the fridge? Um, let's, let's check our limits and see if that's under one of them. You said not in the pool. You didn't say in the sink. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Well, you have a, a great number of followers that just love your art. I mean, it is art. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. And I really appreciate hearing that word because that just, that says everything to me. And um, 
I really see it as art and I don't really see it as photography. And photography is just my tool, my paintbrush. And right. I love m- making the work with art, with cameras because it's so quick. So it's and quick and medi- immediate. But I get more support on Fet Life than I get in um, the vanilla community for my art. And I, I, I do have them quite separate. I, I, I have a business where I teach photography and I teach people to take photos of trees and seascapes and flowers and those sort of things and how to make abstract art with their cameras. So um, my um, erotic photography is quite underground, which I'm proud of. Right, right. <laughs> it's slowly coming out. <laughs> So you do fetish photography and you enjoy doing that and you've, you've grown from that. Would you say that photography in some ways may be a fetish for you? Oh, of course. Yeah, it definitely is a fetish. I don't know if you can see behind me. I'm, I've got a wall of cameras there. Um, there's a whole wall of books on photography. Um, I collect erotic photography as well as um, other things. And uh, it's such an obsession uh, that I would put that first in my life uh, over um, – in the past, I would have put it first over relationships. Sometimes I feel guilty when I put it in front of my son. Right. The amount of times we've been out and the light's been perfect and I've left him in the car with a iPad playing a computer game where I just race out and do 20 minutes of taking beautiful photos. is Like, it's an obsession. It is an obsession. And as a kink one, I'm a voyeur. You know, I, I put my, you know, I go out into the city, I put my dark glasses on and I'm enjoying just looking around. I, I just absolutely love that whole voyeuristic um, aspect of it. Yeah, that was my next question was, as a photographer, you're, you're capturing this moment. How much of that is voyeurism? But Oh, the ultimate voyeur. Yeah. Well, I don't really know. And... um it's emotionally exciting for me. Like I'm getting off taking the photos and that's how I know whether the photo is good or not. Like it, it's a, it's an emotional feeling. It's like, Oh yes, that's it. <laughs> and, uh, whether that's voyeurism or, you know, my mind or just the visual going on, all of those things are happening at the same time. And, uh, you know, the more intense the sexual energy is there, um, the the more I'm obsessed by it, and the more I keep going and love it, it's it's an absolutely beautiful thing to be involved in. Do you set up your scenes and your locations? Oh, I do a mixture of both. So um, I often, when I get a group of people together, mm-hmm. I um, set everything up. So I have a um, a, a working partnership. Uh, a creative group of people, and they're called the Emma Peel Collective. And I met her on Fat Life, and um, uh, she had a run-in with a, a photographer over her picture that she bought to have a profile picture. And she wrote to me and asked about it, and we became friends. And I gave her one of mine. So just take one of mine. You can choose anyone you want and use it for the rest of your life. And one day she says, "Oh, you should come down and take photos of us." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll come and do that." And I. I took my son, he sat in the corner and she got a group of people together and we had a theme and it was steampunk circus. And we got everyone dressed up as circus characters. And she did this, not, and she organized everyone and said, well, you're going to be, um, um, Misty there. Oh no, was it, um, you're going to be the fortune teller. 
and you're going to be the strong man and you're going to be this and you're going to be that wrapped up in chains. And so there was all these different characters Mm -hmm. and we met in a pub that they'd found that had a really beautiful backdrop and all the people got out and I got out a huge camera and said to them, we've got three photos. And um, over half an hour, we took three photos and uh, that photo is actually award winning and it's, um, it's, it's, it's a most beautiful photo and it's inspired oh, wow. by um uh, an, a a painter a drawer called uh, Norman Lindsay and also by someone like Heath Robinson who has all these characters and stories going on so like that's a whole setup and i've got a whole lot more of those to do um with different people and i've done quite a few of them and it's been a lifelong dream to act, well not a lifelong but a long term dream to do that and it's actually the uh, kinky fetish community that has stepped forward and said, yeah, we'll be in your work. Right. And uh, we'll actually turn up and show up. And so, yeah, I often just have a space and we we have a number of shoots and people dress up and come. But uh, that's really highly staged work, uh, whereas my other work is very much about the person. So if I'm going to photograph you, like, I want to know who you are. Right. I want to have coffee with you and I want to talk and I want, I'm going to be asking the question, what turns you on? And I want to play with your real connection. So not a fake friend. I'm right. really interested in people that are in love or have a, a play connection or something that's going on. And then I want them to be playing and it to get as real as possible um, under the, the setup that I'm actually working in. And that might be in a studio, but it might just be in their bedroom or you might hire a motel or it might be in an abandoned building somewhere. But right. they're playing and I I go back into that voyeur and then if I get to know them really well, I, um, I, I can modify uh, how they're going to make the right. photographs. So I find when I shoot with someone over and over, the work just gets better and better and better. Uh, as because I they become them. more and more relaxed and yeah. you're more in tune with each other. That would yeah. be just so cool. So you, you talk a lot about being a boy. You just brought it up again and that energy that you get and that excitement that you feel when you when you you witnessing this thing and you're capturing it. And we listen to all the energy that you have in putting these things together. And for me, I get that I feed off that energy as an exhibitionist. I like for people to watch and I like to be the middle of the scene that you're maybe that maybe you're capturing Mm. and we do pose for photos. Sometimes my question is now that you've created this thing, do you feel like you become the exhibitionist at that point? And then you feed off that energy as well. (laughs) Yes. Because now you're sharing (laughs) this work that you did your arts, you're sharing this with the world and now you're feeding off the energy that it gives to others. Uh, uh, you, you've nailed it that, that, that there is a huge <laughs> amount of exhibitionism in exhibiting and, and uh, you know I feed off uh, feedback uh, I feed off people loving my work mm-hmm. um, like I had a, a couple writing to me saying um, we don't we don't like your comment on your photos but we use your photos to communicate with each other about our emotions and what we would like to do with each other and I'm like really <laughs> so that, that <laughs> That little bit of feedback just jumps into me, and they're like, oh, "I've got to do more. <laughs> I have to right. do more areas. I need to go that way." 
Um, and I got hooked on that when I was young. Like I exhibited my first artwork when I was about 14 or 15 and I sold it and I got off on the sale and knowing that that's hanging in someone's house and that lots, that led me to art school. Uh, and it's funny because I don't really sell many prints in the big picture of it. I, I, I make my money out of teaching because uh, uh, just making it to sell isn't enough for me. Like right. it has to be more integrated into my life and uh, there has to be more meaning in it than just making art to sell. Uh, well, it loses something for me. And I'm an artist um, and I work with mixed media. So, you know, I might take something that you've done and and create something else with it. Mm. But I know that if I am trying to produce to sell then I, I do not have the same joy and the same energy um, or, or even motivation to do it yeah. as if I was doing it just for me and my pleasure. And Yeah, it's like um, you, you're bastardizing yourself to make a sale sometimes and you're trying to please other people. I, I, I did a portraiture sitting as a paid one and it took me a few hours and then I – had them all processed and I take them back and the person goes, oh, okay, and and sends you out your way. And I was deflated. And um, if I make art to think that it's going to sell, it's shit. Yeah, right, right. It really is. The best art is for me and for my pleasure and my own absolute self-indulgence with it. And uh, not to show off, but I do enjoy that exhibitionism. Mm -hmm. I don't make it for the exhibitionism. I make it for me uh, in the same way as you're just saying. You've really nailed that point there. That's a right. such a good point to, to make. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, your your pictures, your photos, they just show, Ooh. they show such great stories to them. And, you know, it's like the shadows and the black and white. I mean, it, they're, they're just beautiful to look at, and, you and, know. And you mentioned people use them to talk to each other about how they're feeling. Sometimes it's hard for people to put into words how they're feeling about something, but you can find an image or a scene somewhere that can convey that emotion a lot better than words can. It's really interesting um, when you look at an artwork, and if all four of us looked at a piece of artwork, we would all have a different feeling and a different set of emotions. And uh, to expect the artwork to only have one is actually a little bit of a flaw because, uh, you know, uh, one of you really enjoys the blacks and the the what's going on there, and then someone else sees a knife and they go, ah, um, <laughs> right. that's a hard limit. Let's not go there. And then someone else sees it and goes, oh my god, that's the hottest turn on. Uh, I'm I'm there. So uh, I think that it provokes <laughs> conversation as well. When when they're talking about it, it actually gives them something to hold that they can then. Um, actually have the discussion around because they can say, oh, well, I see this and I see this and what would the feeling be? And it becomes a, a a discussion point, I think. And I think that's what great art is. is we have a beautiful internal dialogue with it and uh, other pe you can have that with other people and I think that's what's happening there. It's just so magical that they're talking about the artworks together. It, it is. It's nice to be in a community where so many people are – willing to jump up and have their picture taken or, you know, be in a beautiful photograph. Well, let's just go ahead and say just most people in the lifestyle are a little bit of an exhibitionist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
we like for people to see the weird shit we do. And, and they, <laughs> they they like those those snapshots of memories of what yeah. they did, you know. Yes. So, yeah, it's not like you can go to the park and hold hands and ask somebody walking by to take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. nice to have somebody that knows what they're doing and can take a good picture. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, working with lots of lovely people, the exhibitionists are so much fun to work with and to, <laughs> to photograph. And uh, uh, I'm working really extensively with one now as a, uh, as a muse, and uh, it's just absolutely amazing to uh, to be in that environment. Like, yeah, just point the camera at me. And the funny thing is, I can put the camera down and just stare for five minutes, and it's like, oh. She's like, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> right. that's awesome. So you talked earlier about being in the poly relationship. Um, you got into the lifestyle from there. What um, is oh no, I um I started my my dating life as poly. For my first uh, number of lovers, and then, unfortunately, I got sucked into the rhetoric of a fairy tale ending and belief that there was a soulmate that was just perfect for me. And I just tried. Um, I went. I became. I was a serial monogamist for a, quite a long part of my life, and it's actually very easy for people to entice me back into that belief because it's such a strong belief, uh, and you've got to totally unpack it to get away from it. And. Uh, uh, when I first um, actually met people in the community, and uh, they they said, "Are you Polly?" I went, "Yeah, I'm Polly." Like, and I, I comes from deep from my heart, and I know right. that I am. But I, you know, I get sucked out of it and end up in relationships that aren't so Polly, and I, uh, it feels like I keep making that mistake. But um, I'm a relationship anarchist is the, probably the best way to describe <laughs> it. Um, right. I, I really love the, that whole manifesto, and I, that's incredibly important to me. Um, and that's basically just says that every relationship I have is different, and to treat each one with that person as unique and for what it is, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's um, you know master slave or um, uh, master pet or something, or uh, just a, a model that I love. And or a best friend that I love, and and since I've discovered Polly, I, I've been telling everyone I love them, and it's sort of opened me up to more loving, and more love keeps coming back in. So uh, yeah, it's a really beautiful thing, and part of that was going back and going. Well, actually, I was this when I was younger, and I was dragged into it, kicking and screaming with my first partner, uh, and then uh, now it's very much well. There's so many benefits of that, isn't there? No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> My mind goes in the gutter. I know. Well, we're all a bunch of sluts, like yeah, Polly. Yeah, we're, yeah, that's right. Like we're we're all sluts. Like, oh. Let's um, let's admit that and um, get on with it, because uh, that's the important bit, isn't it? Instead of worrying about it. <laughs> um, we actually interviewed uh, Oberon Zell. A few months back, and he and his uh, late wife actually coined the term uh, polyamory. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, when it was, was that? Did they have to go back and in, in the seventies? I'm going to have to go back and actually um, look that up. Yeah. 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 You have to read some of hit, his books. I didn't what? hit the term till 14 years ago. That's when I first heard the term. 
polyamorous. Yeah, they did it. And they had like one of the first actual poly families as well. You can go back and, and listen to the interview that they did. It was a wonderful interview. Yep, I will. I will. That's it. I'm I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to go and listen. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't even know what the term BDSM was uh, until I actually hit the lifestyle and I'm standing in it like <laughs> I hadn't even heard of this term. <laughs> People still ask like, us every day. They ask yeah, us every day what it means. But it's only recent term, isn't it? Like the, the, what we've been doing has gone back for millennia, but um, the the terms and the way to describe it, the terms you know, have it's changed. quite modern, isn't it? Yes, because, you know, modern day, we want to define everything. So, yes. you know, and, and we define it to the nth degree. By putting it in boxes, isn't it? <laughs> yes, calling them and fetishes, they- having, you know, a list of 600 fetishes. Kings. Oh, you've read, read all my 600. I think I'm 720 or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fetish right, collector. Right. That's part of my voyeurism, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so many people in the vanilla lifestyle, though, in the vanilla world, you know, they they hear that and then they just kind of like, oh, that's kind of been demonized. You know, they they're so fearful of the unknown. So it's people like you that add light to something beautiful like BDSM and, you know, bring it to the real world so that people can view it as something beautiful, you know, mm. the way it really should be viewed. I, I must admit, I have told a few people that were vanilla friends and lifelong vanilla friends, and uh, they shunned me afterwards. And so then I started cl- clamping up about it. Yeah. And uh, uh, now uh, um, m- the majority of the, my friends are actually in the community, and they're my support network. And, and I, you know, I still have a, a wall, and I have a um, quite a vanilla life on the other side of it. And um, I've, I've got a few more steps to go, and I actually hope to get rid of that into the future. That's my goal, is to integrate it all into one and just go, hey, this is who I am. You know, I'm queer. I'm uh, I'm kinky. I'm a <laughs> right. fetishist. I'm a voyeur, and I'm fucking proud of it. You know, that's what I want it all to come together in as one. And, yeah, I'm still in the last stages of sorting that through because, you know, finances and a business and all those sort of right. things and family. <laughs> Um, you know, telling parts of your family and then which ones aren't you going to tell that, you know, all those sort of questions yeah. come up as well. <laughs> yeah, we have to make sure that we're not going to harm others if we possibly can control that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you exactly. know you want to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool yes. part is, you know, you come on the show and we're talking about it on here, you're doing your artwork and it, it's we're having the conversation so that people that follow behind you can have the same thing and they can be genuine and they can find themselves and they can have the strength and the courage to say, this is who I am. And the more we can do that, the more we can make it okay, more and more we'll see people, you know, accepting themselves, being able to get into lifestyle. So thank you for coming on and and talking to us about it. It really does help others. I get it. And one of the questions I get in the lifestyles is, how do you know if you like something? And it's, you know, and basically, well, it feels good. <laughs> do you want to do it again? Well, it's like, no, I'm not going to do that again. That's uh, that's not really it. And the, the answer's within well, us you try it, by experimenting it. Like. Yeah. Now, there's some things you know you don't like automatically. So... <laughs> You know. Yeah, don't don't ever try to tell me what to do, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
So my bestie's not allowed to shit on me. I, I already know I don't like that. I don't. I don't need to find out. He always goes back to shit. <laughs> they yeah, well, do. we know what sort of complex he's got, don't we, Misty? We do. Right, it's because I'm friends with her, and she likes to shit on people. So yeah, I'm scared. Listen to you. I talk don't about all- like necessarily doing it. You I do it to help it. them. I just, if that's what they want, I fulfill their fantasy. That's true. That's it. Even if they want to be spit on. Now, I do like spitting on people. I think that's fun. So come here, John. I'll, I'll spit on you for a no, minute. <laughs> I don't like that either. Oh, it's an Me incredible either. job you do, don't you? As a as a mistress in that way, I'm. Oh, I'm I love in, it. I, I, it's impressive and uh, incredible. I dated a mistress for a while. It was wonderful. <laughs> Briefly, huh? <laughs> no, no. I think it was a year. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, but she wasn't a mistress to me. She was a oh, mistress. Okay. To, she was a professional mistress to other yes. people. And then when she stepped away from that, she was incredibly submissive. She slept in my collar every single night on the end of a lead. Oh goodness! Yeah. So um, she wasn't a lifestyle mistress. She was a professional mistress. Right. That's awesome. That some, but yay that's for a- you too. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and she was also um obsessed by um dressing up in in antique clothes and beautiful clothes and getting hair done and actually being totally immersed in the photography. So she oh, would turn yes. up with a whole bag of clothes from the secondhand shop and we'd pull them all out and I'd get her dressed and are oh, you wearing this and let's try that and then we'd go off and photograph. And then we Well, that's sex. what Mia and does. Yeah. She again dresses us up. She goes to yeah. the store and comes home and says, "John, look, I got you an outfit." <laughs> and, and we're it gonna we're gonna take off. some pictures. The photographer's coming, and <laughs> so come on. <laughs> hmm. And the work I did with her was amazing. She was such mm-hmm. a wonderful, beautiful person. It was that's gorgeous. awesome. That's awesome. Well, we love your work and Kinky Lens. We we appreciate you so much for coming on the show. We really do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a pleasure being here, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're looking forward to to many more uh, uh, views of your art so that we can enjoy them <laughs> and pass well, them along. My next big move is to open a um, a, a, a erotic fetish kinky photography school. So it'll be called Kinky Ooh. Lens, and that's that's in the works at the moment. And uh, uh, that'll be coming out in the next few months. So uh, follow me along that and come and have a look at my beautiful work. Uh, you'll see it only yeah. on top at the moment, but eventually it'll be out in the world. We're we getting can't there. Wait, One step at a time. Hey, little baby steps. That's right. We can't wait. Well, thank you again, um, John. You're going to do the closing. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, closing. it's your turn. It's my turn. I, I get to talk, y'all. Hey. So until next time, make all of your erotic photography fantasies become realities. Oh, yes.